All right, welcome to another episode of the Camp Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Christian Warren, and um, I'm here actually by myself today. I'm also here with my two dogs, Winston and Gigi, and they're pugs, and they snore, so if you hear some snoring, um, it's them. It is a super hot day today, um, so I will be chugging water as we uh, talk here. So you might be thinking, oh, I hate people who do podcasts without a guest. Um, I do too. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of like, so I listen to a lot of different podcasts. A couple of them is a podcast by Mark Marin called WTF. And then I also really like a podcast by Chris Jericho, who's a wrestler and they do like 10 minute, like intros in the beginning. And I hate it. I don't, I don't, I like interviews. That's more my thing as you can tell over time on this podcast. But I think something that I was kind of processing, processing through in counseling this week, um, is ju- just like, sometimes I just need to get what's on my mind or on my heart out. And this might be a good venue for that. So if this goes over well and it's received well, then maybe I'll do more by myself. Hopefully it's not that long, but I just kind of want to talk to you guys, um, specifically about, you know, leadership in camping ministry and, and, and a little bit of what I'm feeling currently as a leader. Um, man, I think my dogs are super loud. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. So, so I'll just kind of dive right into it. And I I just want to say like this podcast has been great. Um, it's been a great outlet for me. Uh, I've needed the creative outlet and I've needed the ability to just talk about camp with other people. Uh, I would say probably two of my favorites, uh, were the last two where I interviewed Bill and then I interviewed, um, Danny and these are guys that just been doing it a while and been through the grind and I really haven't been doing camp ministry for that long. I've been in youth ministry for a while. So it's it's just encouraging to see guys that have been doing it and have been through years of uh, maybe what I'm feeling. And there are so many of you out there that are either um, you know part-time camping people that work over the summers or um, people that are in leadership positions like myself. And I just want to say that like, being a leader in youth ministry in general can be uh, lonely. And I am experiencing uh, for sure a season of loneliness right now. And I think it's a feeling of isolation and part of it I may be putting on myself. I, I, I do understand that. Um, but another part of it is is maybe there is something to this world of camping ministry that is hard to articulate. It's hard to quantify and it's hard for people to fully understand what my team does, what I do. Um, and I think that is really why it can be lonely is that because I'm, I'm, I'm pouring out. I'm, um, my team is creating these, uh, events, these programs, we just got off the heels of our dad's and daughter's retreat, which went great. It was this beautiful weekend, um, where basically dads got to spend time with their daughters. And, you know, I, 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 I had shared this with a couple people here on staff, but it's this weekend where it's just basically start work Friday morning, um, go all the way through Friday night, 
start work at 7 a.m. on Saturday. And, uh, oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to put my dogs out. You guys, hold on. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> um, it's this weekend of dads and daughters where basically – I pour out. I I give as much as I can all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday to essentially um, create a space where dads can help their daughters take one step closer to Jesus or daughters can have a moment where they experience the best um, version of Jesus they have in their life, which is their father. Um who loves them unconditionally. And it's hard because when that weekend's over, you've done all this pouring out and then it's just like, they all leave and everything cleans up. And then it's like, you know, you look around and you're looking for some high fives or you're looking for people to go good job. And, and the reality is it's like, huh, that ministry can't necessarily be quantified. Um, there's no, for the most part, there's not a lot of dads pulling you aside and, and telling you the impact that, that you may have had on them or their daughter. And so you kind of just are crossing your fingers going, I hope that worked. And it, and it can become a, a, a lonely feeling. And I'm sure that there's other people out there that feel that. I think that the one that I feel the most kind of the area I feel the most lonely in is coming into summer season, summer camp season. It's, it's, um, it's probably a weight that I carry and I, I shouldn't, it's probably not healthy. <laughs> um, but here's something I've tried to explain to a lot of people and, and maybe, maybe I'm off base. So mm, bear with me, but, um, youth ministry is, this really weird thing in churches and in camping and youth pastors. I know feel this. I've been to youth conferences and it is a, it's a bond that I think a lot of people share um, with one another where parents drop their kids off in your care, whether in youth ministry or at camp. And they expect that you will somehow you know, change them. You, they are putting their kids salvation in your hands. And that's not necessarily true. That, that is between a kid and God and, and my job and a parent's job is to kind of shepherd that kid. And hopefully that kid will choose to follow Jesus. My whole model has been helping kids take one step closer to Jesus. So whatever that means, whatever spectrum a kid's on with, with their relationship with Christ there, my hope is that just the, just one, one little step further. And I see it in the eye. I saw it in the eyes of parents when they dropped their kid off to youth ministry. I spent many times talking with parents where somehow their kid had gotten some bad friends or, um, you know, uh, uh, one of, you know, a kid had had sex in high school or, oh, this kid's getting into drugs or, you know, or just like, Hey, my kid doesn't want to go to church anymore. Um, and they, they would come to me and it, it wasn't as if they were asking for advice. It was like, Hey, fi fix this. Um, th I thought you're supposed to be the youth pastor. I thought you're supposed to, um, have my child's salvation in your hand, 
which isn't reality. That is, it's, it's not my job, but my job is to share the gospel and to help them take a step closer. But I think not everybody understands that because you can't quantify what's happening in a kid's brain or what's ha- or how close of a step they took to Jesus. So um, we may make an effect on a fourth grade kid's life, but that may not manifest itself until they're 25 years old. Um, and that is, that is a reality that I think I have to deal with. Um, counselors who work at Frontier Ranch or any camp have to deal with that reality is that we aren't in a sense, you know, salvation creators. We can present the gospel and, and and then it's, it's, it's up to the kid and ultimately up to, to God, um, to, to soften their heart and allow that child to over time grow closer in the relationship with God. But as I'm entering into camp season, like our, our busiest season, um, that weight for some reason feels heavier. And I think it might be because I'm four years into my job here at Frontier Ranch and I'm getting asked, you know, all these questions at work and I'm, the responsibility has been packed on even more. I'm overseeing more, which is a a good thing. I think it's a good fit for me and I'm, I'm skilled in these areas, but, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm looking around and I, I can sense that my team at times is kind of looking around and we're just thinking, Hey, do, does anybody see what we do? Does anybody care what we do? Um, and, and we're kind of just looking or me, I'll just speak for myself. How about that? I'm just kind of looking for some sort of reassurance of like, Hey, what I do is important. And the change that I make in kids' lives or in staff's life is important. And I don't know why I'm feeling that more so than ever. Um, I shared this Devo uh, over the summer and I talked about Noah. and uh, Noah? Yeah, Noah. And Noah gets done with this amazing experience where God takes him on this crazy journey in this ark and he brings all the animals safely onto dry land. He just experienced like, you know, hell basically on a boat. He, he had to do all this work and it finally ends and he's carried this mantle and he kind of looks around and it's like, Hey, where, where's the high fives, you know? And then what, what does he do? He gets drunk and runs around naked because he, he's, he, he's lonely. It's because nobody understood ultimately what he did. Um, and I guess that's why I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling that way because parents, um, have an expectation that, Hey, my kid's salvation's in your hand. And then I'm thinking, well, that's not really reality, but, um, uh, okay, well, thank you for our kid, your kid. He's going to have a great week. We're going to tell him about Jesus and we do that. And then, you know, we, we basically pour our entire tank out throughout the week, the counselors included, and then the, the parents pick their kid up and they grab their kid and, you know, they're like, how was camp? And, you know, what does the kid say? Like, oh, the zip line was great or, you know, whatever. And there's, there's a few instances where the kids are like, yeah, like I learned so much about my relationship with Jesus. Um, and then they're gone. And then we're just expected to pick it up and do it again. And that is lonely because you're looking around and you're going, man, we just did incredible kingdom work 
And did anybody notice? And I think that's on a bad day, um, how the weight that sometimes leaders carry, uh, can affect you, affect me. I'm, I, <laughs> you know, I had, I had this meeting this last week with one of my staff members and we were talking about evaluations and, you know, uh, Anne, who I work with was saying, I love evaluations. It's great. It's, it's helpful perspective for future years. And, and I said, man, I, I don't, I don't think I can personally take evaluations. Like we send one out for frontier and all the different, um, all the different events that we do programs, dads and daughters and men's conference or whatever we put on. And I just said like, they're so hard for me to take because, um, I never know if that person, when they're sharing that, Hey, it would be great if you could do this or, Hey, I didn't really like that speaker or, Hey, you know, um, Oh, there wasn't enough activities for my kids to do. Like, I'm, I'm wondering in that moment, like, do you, when you're saying that, do you realize how hard this job is and do you realize how much I give of myself, how much my staff gives of themselves to put something on for your, your child or your, you know, you as a dad and a daughter, you as a mom and a daughter. And, and I don't know, I don't know if people realize that. And that's probably like, I'm too sensitive of a person. And it's like, it's just hard to hear. I remember when I'd give sermons at the well afterwards, I was like, I can't take anybody telling me whether that was good or bad. Um, but this, for some reason, evaluations and camping feel different because we're expected to get up the next week and do everything the same and basically be these fun camp people. And, and then there's, you know, parents from the previous week that are like, Hey, um, you didn't put up enough photos of my kid. And it's like, man, that is so hard to hear because gosh, our, our priority is different. Our priority is helping your kid take um, a step closer to Jesus. And we will be and do the best customer service we possibly can. But um, it's, it's lonely to hear that, that you, you didn't, you don't see it the way that I see it. Um, and, and that's, uh, yeah, that's certainly hard for me. Um, and I, I could be rambling and it could be making no sense, but you know, for those of my summer staff that's listening and they're coming in, like know that that is what's on my heart now. Um, and it's four weeks until you guys show up and this has been an interesting season for me. It's been a really busy season. Um, my director and then our director over that stepped down in uh, September, as we kind of talked about in the first episode of this show a, a while back. And man, it's been a really hard season. It's been painful. It's kept me awake at night. It has been hurtful. I've been hurt. Um, it has been really amazing too. I've gotten to work with an amazing team of people that have stepped up so much in this season of busyness. Um, 
yeah, I've, I've fully have experienced burnout and kind of come out of that and experience it again and then come out of that. And I'm going into the summer feeling the least rested I've ever been. Um, and that's because of just the weight of the last season. Um, last week I, and I, I share this and this is not a knock to anybody listening that if this has happened and I, and I, I share this because this is what's been on my heart. Um, and once again, kind of feeding that loneliness thing. But last Thursday, oh, let's, let's rewind the tapes. Like three weeks ago, you know, we're getting close to having a full staff at Frontier. And, um, you know, a staff member drops out. And I was like, okay, that's fairly common. And then, you know, a couple of days later, another staff member drops out. That and, and keep in mind, these are people that I've interviewed, that have applied. And I have officially said, you are hired. We've spent the time to send them paperwork but they since drop out. And that was like two people like two weeks ago. And then this past week, um, like I kid you not in one week, four male counselors dropped out from working at camp, all of whom were signed up that were interviewed and they decided not to work at camp. And what happens is, is that when that happens, I've already kind of turned away people expecting to kind of get full. And I've turned away semi-qualified people, but it's like, this person's better. So I'm going to hire that person. And then that person goes, oh, actually, you know what? Like I can't work at camp. And that happened six times in the last two weeks with male and female. And, and we've been struggling to find summer staff. Um, and I feel let down <laughs> and not that I should let my emotions be tied into what a 19 year old or a 20 year old decides. But, um, at the end of the summer, it's, it's me and my team. And I, and right before summer, it's me and my team. And I am relying heavily on college kids who I love deeply, um, to spend a summer pouring into kids and helping them take one step closer to Jesus. But there are things in this world, um, that pull, pull 20 year olds away. Um, there are things in this world that a 19, 20, 21 year old decide that is a better fit for my summer. And I can't say, no, you're wrong. But what I can say is, um, well, sorry. What, what I do say is thanks for letting me know. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Hopefully you'll apply next summer. And is that really what I'm thinking? No, not necessarily. I'm frustrated. I had a full-blown meltdown last Thursday where we had a staff meeting and I was fully ready to go to that staff meeting. And then all of a sudden, um, I get a phone call from a, a past staff member saying, I can't work at camp this summer. And I just felt deflated. And once again, that loneliness creeped in of going, um, wow, like, I am trying to create a staff and a group of people that get to spend a summer with kids. And, you know, you've made a commitment and now you're backing out on that and that has an effect on me. And I'm the one who then has to essentially fix it and hire more staff and kind of be busier so that I can get more people and, you know, it's never comforting as a camp director, and I'm sure other directors feel this. It's never comforting to go into camp a month before camp and have, 
you know, what do we have? I, right now we're probably at 15 more spots that we need to fill at Frontier. And man, is that hard. And that's a weight that I carry when I go to bed because I really believe this about our staff. We are so much better um, when we are one, when we are full, and that when nobody has to pick up the slack for somebody else. Um, and you feel it. You see it. When people get sick at Frontier, um, we had last year, uh, you know, um, I think like two or three people got pink eye and, and it was like, you could feel that weight that, oh man, we're just missing the team. And imagine going into summer, not even having those staff in the first place. It's already, you know, starting with a limp and that is so hard. That is so hard. Um, and I know other camps experience that. And I, I, I want those of you guys who are listening not to be like, oh man, well, oh man, I hope I never did that. Or I hope Christian's not thinking about that about me. And it's like, I'm, I'm not, I get it. I totally get that there's other things, but I'm trying to express how I feel on my end. And yeah, it, it's a weird thing. Um, all, all the emotions tied in with like kids and working with, you know, young adults and, you know, the whole religion thing. And it's like, I'm doing this for the kingdom. It's all gets tied in. And then when I don't feel like I can create a full staff and people drop out on me and, and I'm not being appreciated or valued for what our team does. It all just is like, wow, 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 wow. This leadership thing is rather hard. Um, and I thought I'd share that with you guys. I thought I'd kind of fill you in on where I'm at. Um, there's, there's four weeks till, till summer and, um, May 28th is when we start and a lot of other camps start then too. And I'd just like to say this, uh, if you are a praying person, um, man, I would, I would encourage you guys to pray for all the camps. I would encourage you guys to pray for the leaders of those camps. Um, if you are someone out there who's listening and I don't even know who listens to this, but if you're someone out there that listens to this and had a camp counselor back in the day or knows of your camp director and you feel comfortable, shoot them an email, shoot them a text, shoot them a Facebook and say, man, I know you have a really hard job, but what you do is so important. Um, it's, uh, it's always good to hear that. And it helps guys like me who probably put way too emotion, too much emotions into my job Every little encouragement and value, you know, value statement counts. Um, I, you, you never know the effect you have on people because you can't quantify camping ministry. You can say, here's how many campers we have. You can, some camps have to write down how many spiritual decisions were made, but really those are numbers. Those aren't like, you can't really tell someone in a board report the life change that happened or the little things that we celebrate in camp. I talked about this with Sarah, a kid climbed up the rock wall. That is a huge deal. Um, you know, a, 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 a kid who cries for three nights and finally gets over their homesickness. That is a big deal and yet never gets celebrated from anybody else other than kind of the camp 
summer camp people. Um, or even just like, man, <laughs> a week where nobody gets sick or injured, that's a big deal. And, um, you know, even just a kid walking away from camp and taking a, a step closer by just like, maybe they read the Bible for the first time. Well, you can't write that on a report to um, the board because you don't know that. You don't know the step that a kid takes that is closer to Jesus. But I know that it's happening, but he can't quantify it. So you can't tell people, hey, look, this is what we're doing and it's so great. And then people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but how many kids came to camp? How much money came in? How many decisions were made? And it's like, well, well I don't what, why does that necessarily matter? Like what, what if a kid didn't make a decision, but they grew in so many other areas? That's really what's important. Um, I was grateful when I worked at the well, you know, it was never how many kids showed up at youth group. It was always like, man, how's it going? Are you pouring into these kids spiritually? And, and I appreciated that. Um, because I didn't have that weight of feeling like I had to get my numbers up or, or had to kids had to make more decisions for Christ. It's like, who knows what impact we're making in camp? I, I couldn't tell you, you can't quantify that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we sing this stupid song called the Bible rap. It's not stupid. It's great. Um, we sing the Bible rap and, and kids love it and they know it. And we have kids that will forever pass their one year at camp, maybe never choose to follow Jesus and never, um, you know, never fully accept God in this, in this season of their life, maybe in their thirties or whatever, but they know the Bible rap and they can recite basically the entire books of the Bible of, you know, Genesis to revelation, just because of a song. Um, that is a step closer to Jesus. And I know other camp directors feel that. So back to what are, what other things you can do? Like that's number one, tell tell a camp director what they're doing is important. Tell your counselor that you had what they're doing is important. Tell just even a support staff member, you were a support staff member that you remember um, that what they did was important. Um, and what they did changed my, your life. Um, man, I, my life was changed because of what people did at Camp Hammer. Um, I, I remember so many people that had nothing to do with my, my counselor's name was fun guy and he was amazing. But I remember bok choy was just nice to me. I remember JT who is like, I really want to get on this podcast at some point, the Grizz, um, who I actually got bro tats with. Um, like he changed my life cause he loved me and he poured into me. And how was he knowing that he helped me take a step closer to Jesus? Um, I remember like, you know, the facility guy, and I think his name was Gumbo. And he, I didn't, I don't even know if I interacted with the guy, but he, the way that he served camp was eye opening and life changing for me. So that's kind of the first thing. And I think that really helps leaders in ministry kind of break free of sometimes that loneliness that, Oh, there are people out there that are watching. It's not just, <laughs> um, you know, the parents dropping their kids off. that are saying like, change my kid, fix their salvation or whatever. Um, another thing is be praying for camps right now. A lot of people are, are short staffed. We're short staffed. Um, Mount Hermon, Camp Hammer, Redwood Glen, all, you know, all the local camps out here. And I'm assuming all over all the camps within three CA, um, be praying for them. 
if you know somebody who's not doing anything this summer and is choosing to live at home and work at Kmart, like tell them to, to work at a camp. It is life changing. And you do have the ability to, um, make a, a small and or big impact in a kid's life. Um, be praying for that. And, you know, another thing is, I talked about this with my brother a little bit last week, but just if you are a leader and you're listening, remember that camp changes lives. And I could sit here and kind of whine and tell you that um, I'm lonely and it's a hard season and I'm, I'm, I'm really busy and I'm being let down by all these people. But I do know in my heart that camp is a place that changes lives. And, you know, I, I didn't do a podcast last week because I, I was feeling this and I, I, it was a weight that I was feeling. And I, I, I'm glad I waited a week and I'm glad that I, I kind of processed some stuff, not only with my therapist, but, um, Sarah Parker and I processed a lot and I, I I'm able to just kind of spew to you guys what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. And I appreciate you guys letting me listen or letting me talk. Sorry. Um, I appreciate you listening and letting me talk and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week for the camp vibes podcast. And, you know, once again, we will, uh, end here with a little hello, Mr. Bear by my good friend, Joshua Lund. I'll see you guys next week.